Welcome to the Get Down with Herbie Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Herbie Brown. Family, we are back. You are live with Herbie Brown. The Get Down with Herbie Brown, Merritt Island, Florida. Well, it's a little rainy here today, raining a little bit off and on, but it's still a beautiful day because I get a chance to sit here and talk to my family, my people on my radio show, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to get down today with Hurley Brown. Family, we took a beat down the other night, so I got to take my hat off to Patrick Sertain, and those of you who don't know Patrick Sertain, Patrick Sertain was probably one of the better corners in the National Football League in his time of playing. And he uh, played for the Miami Dolphins, and he played for quite some time. He played alongside Sam Madison, and at that time, they were probably arguably one of the best cornerback duos in the National Football League. But since then, he's been the head coach at American Heritage down in Plantation. He took over the head coaching responsibilities over the last couple of years when the former head coach, Mike Rump, who's now the defensive backs coach at the University of Miami, the U. And we'll talk about them in a little bit. But Mike, I mean, Patrick Sertain is doing an amazing job with American Heritage. Man, they beat us 42 to 7. Yeah, you heard it right. They beat the Merritt Island Mighty Mustangs 42 to 7. We had a running clock at halftime, a running clock. Once a team in high school, once a team gets up 35 points, both coaches can make a decision as to whether or not they want the running clock or if they want to continue the game with the clock being regulation time. But anyway, we got the running clock put on us, and I tell you what, but it was an amazing game. It was a great opportunity for our team to learn what it's going to take to beat a team like American Heritage. Now, American Heritage, it's a private school. They do scholarship their kids. If you guys don't know, um, Sony Michelle, who's playing with the University of Georgia right now, is a running back. Sony's from American Heritage. Um, Brandon Johnson, Charles Johnson's son. Charles Johnson is a Hall of Fame baseball player, played with the Marlins, won the World Series with the Marlins. He actually played at the University of Miami. His son, Brandon Johnson, is playing with the University of Tennessee. And his other son, we call him Bo, Bo is playing at American Heritage. Now, Pat Sertain's son is also playing at American Heritage. And Kelvin, when I tell you, you can line up Patrick Sertain's sons, his son, with 40% of the cornerbacks in the National Football League right now, and this kid is probably 17 years old, and he looks just as good, if not better, than most corners in the National Football League today. This kid looks amazing. He is long. He is put together. He's got the long torso, long legs. I mean, that. Kevin, I tell you what, I was so impressed with this kid. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 
and I stayed after the game. And I know Patrick Sutain Jr. and I talked to him for a little bit. But um, three corners, three corners in America are in yes. South Florida. Yes. The other corner on the other side, and Alfonte Samuelson at Aquinas. I think he might be a little better, but Pat Sertain is going to go somewhere. He's he's just like that Donaldson kid we got in Miami. If he signs his name on the ink of the paper, he's starting somewhere. I'm aware oh, of no that. doubt. No doubt. And I got a chance to see that firsthand. And family, when I tell you this kid is the real deal, he is the real deal. So, Pat, kudos to you and American Heritage. Guys, I hope you win it all. What did you say, Kelvin? How bad was it? What was the final score? Kelvin, it, 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 we had a running clock at halftime. Oh. It was 35 minutes at halftime. Game ended up being 42-7. And i oh, tell okay. you what, and, and, and again, Mario Perez, who's the offensive coordinator, you know, those guys, we know those guys, and they pulled the, they called the dogs off. All right, so... But again, and family, I want you all to understand, and all you young guys that are listening, all you high school kids, it takes an entire offseason. And Kelvin, you know this. We won championships together. You do not just line up on a Friday night and play that type of football game. It takes an entire offseason. It takes a full 100% commitment from everybody, players, coaches, families, everybody in order for you to go down and beat a team like American Heritage. In order for you to go to a state championship, it's got to go through teams like American Heritage. And if you're not willing to give it everything that you got 364 days out of the year, because that 365th day is going to be that game. And if you're not ready for it, if you're not, if you haven't done all your due diligence, it's hard to beat a team like that. Uh, Hey, um, they more than likely should win the state championship. Although I will say, I think Mockery making a game because they got so many athletes on the team. But that defense they got in American Heritage, ooh, man, man, I tell you, it was it was hard. It was hard for our for me to watch our kids have to endure something like that. But no, but it, should, it, it, it actually should be something that the kids stay. That should be a litmus test where they should say, well, we want to get here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you get, you know, because nobody should want to get Peter rolled. It's like, hey, I'm better than this. You know, I'm not I'm not going to take this. I'm going to go, like you say, in the off season. I'm going to take this weight training series. I'm going to take these, these conditioning series. And I'm going to study the game. So the next time we see America had it, it's the other way around. Exactly. I mean, we'll be ready. We'll be ready. And, and that's what I'm preaching to these here in Brevard County. You know, you, we're preaching that to these kids on a daily basis. And it's so hard for these kids to understand that. It's so hard for these kids to look past today. And, 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 and that, that's so unfortunate, Kelvin, because, dude, I mean, again, when, when, you, when you go down and you play a team like American Heritage and you're sitting back, you're sitting on the sideline and you're looking at all of these. Now, I'm not talking about just Division One athletes. Just like you said, you know, Pat Sertain is the number one corner in the country. The number one corner in the country. And I remember back when 
I used to visit Pat and, and go over to American Heritage and recruit when I was coaching at the University of Miami. I saw this little kid, and he was always around football in the weight room, on the field, doing drills with the older guys. So there's no coincidence that he is as good as what he is. I, I asked him after the game, had he committed to anybody yet? And he said, no, he's going to wait till signing day, in which he deserves that. He's going to wait to sign a day, and he's probably going to do the hat deal. But sure my guess. Green. Man, he looked oh, good. Man, I, I tell you what. Yes, Lord. He would definitely look good in that orange and green and staying at home. So, and, and, so, Pat, we want you at the University of Miami. We want you to stay in South Florida and be a hurricane. Be 35 minutes away from your family. You can take your clothes home on Sunday. Mama can wash your clothes. You can get a good old home-cooked meal. And then Sunday night, you'll be back there on campus hanging out with your teammates and getting ready to go beat Florida State. Uh, Notre Dame again. He, he, he can go get his laundry washed, and then you know him and Dad can go catch a dolphin game on the sideline. I mean, he can live the he can live the life. Yes, he could. Right. He could take over South Florida. Dad was the king of South Florida for a while, but he was with the Dolphins, and Dad has passed on that torch. And I tell you, man, it is so fun to watch. You know, I mean, we got a bunch of we got a bunch of former players, you know, NFL players, college players. We know a bunch of them. We played college ball and played in the National Football League. We've done we've done that. But what is so fun for me is to watch our our, our peers' sons playing the game now. Ray Lewis's son, Rayshawn Lewis, going to state. Yeah, I mean, hey man, you know, and, and this is the kid only played football one year. Where's he going? They're going. They're going to state championship. Oh yeah, what school? Oh, I, I want to say Kevin. Ah, it wasn't first academy, but I, I would get it. I get that for you in a few minutes. But I was looking at Ray, Ray's Facebook the other day, and you know he couldn't go to the University of Miami game because his son was playing. It's like, wait a minute. So I reached out to his mom, and she said yes. We played and they won. We're going to the state championship. And mind okay. you, here's a kid that's a basketball player. You know what I mean? So this kid's been playing basketball and nobody knew he wanted to play football. But the kid said, he told him, Mom, I love football. So he started playing and halfway through the season, bro, I mean, this kid ends up being one of the best players on the field, one of the best players in Orlando. So, you know, a good. Great job, Rashawn. You and your team. We wish y'all luck in the world this weekend, buddy. Wish I could be there, but we'll be down at FAU in the Shula Bowl, baby. FIU, FAU, Shula Bowl. What you talking about? So, but anyway, and, and we got a bunch of guys. Leon Searcy's son up there at Florida, at Florida A&M playing for Coach Wood. There's a bunch of them out there. Randy Bethel, Pat Bethel down there with the University of Miami with the yeah, he's turnover pounds now. I saw that two games ago, man. I was like, what? <laughs> 285 pounds. Can you believe that? Oh, man. And the dude, I'll never forget um, when Pat was growing up, man, ran away at a football game together, scouting this football game. And I'm sitting there, and Pat was actually climbing upside down on the stairs. And I look at Randy, it's like, Randy, man, you better get this kid, man, this boy gonna fall. Randy looked at Pat. He said, Hurley experience is the best teacher. I said, oh my God, he gonna let this boy fall. But it's <laughs> just, just to say that, you know, to say that is just saying that I remember these kids when they were babies, man. 
and now you get a chance to actually watch them play. And it's, 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 it's an amazing journey. It's a lot of fun. But we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about, we're going to get off of Merritt Island and how we took our beat down in American Heritage, move on from college football. But we're going to talk about the University of Miami and these college football rankings. So we're going to take a break. As soon as we get back, we're going to hit these college football rankings. The University of Miami, it's all about the U. Well, I wish we had that um, Luther Campbell song on right now. It's all about the U. It's all about the U. But we ain't going to do that. But anyway, we're going to take a break. You'll be right back with Kelvin Harris and Hurley Brown on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. You are back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. And we are over here getting down in Merritt Island, Florida. Boy, it's cloudy out there to- the rain is coming and going, and but it's a beautiful day still because I'm here with my family and we are getting down. Well, now, before we left, we talked about Ray Lewis's son, Rasan. Rasan is at Windermere High School, Windermere Prep High School over in Orlando, and they played in the state championship Saturday night. So if you're not doing anything, get over there, check out Rasan. Everything that I'm reading about him, everything I'm hearing about this kid, he is every bit of his daddy. Not only is he every bit of his daddy on the defensive side of the ball, but he's got a little something extra on the offensive side of the ball. Kid does not come off the field. And I quote one of the the quotes that I've read is that he is a freakish athlete. Again, one of our homeboys, son's getting ready to play for a state championship. 
get over there support Windermere Prep High School. I'm sure they'd be glad to have you. Okay, but anyway, we're going to move on. We're going to continue this wonderful Tuesday afternoon talking college football. Let's talk about the University of Miami. The University of Miami is still undefeated. And boy, let me tell you, everybody kept talking about Notre Dame, Notre Dame, this, Notre Dame, that. Well, let's back up because at first they talked about Virginia Tech. Oh, Virginia Tech, Miami ain't played nobody. Virginia Tech going to come in and do this, do that. Whoa. Miami put it on Virginia Tech. Who saw that coming? I didn't see that coming, Kelvin. They put it on Virginia Tech like no other. I mean, they beat Bud Fawcett. I was sitting there saying to myself, hey, look, Bud Fawcett's going to come into the Hard Rock and he's going to put something on Miami. He's going to slow Miami down. This is going to be a great game. Man, they made Virginia Tech look like an average football team. It reminded me of the good old days. And not only did they beat Virginia Tech, but then they came back this week and everybody kept saying, even I said it. I said it. Man, that's going to be a good game. Notre Dame is a good football team. They're doing a great job over there. I don't know if Miami's going to be able to beat them like that. Now, I'm hoping they win. But 41 to 8? Oh, my God. Ernie, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, you know, me and Ryan do these podcasts, and one of the things that I've had to do is I've had to actually look at the other team. And one of the things that I had to start doing was looking at the other teams, the, the serious teams, during the week press conferences that they have with the coaches and the players. And the two things that came up this week, when I watched Notre Dame film, I said to myself, if Malik Rozier doesn't have the laps that he had against Virginia Tech, I don't know how they're going to beat us. Because it kind of reminded me of our senior year. When we came out offensively, the other team couldn't match up with our speed at the outside positions. And I want to take this a step further. If, barring injury to the two defensive tackles, if Malik Rozier just plays like he did uh, Saturday night, no one, and I say this, I mean no one, no one in the country is going to beat that team. Because the two defensive tackles and the, line, and the middle linebacker are the key to the defense. And right now, they're playing out of their minds. Richard McIntosh is the best defensive tackle in the country, and Kendrick Norton is not too far behind him. And then on offense, when they moved Jeff Thomas to the Z position, that made them, it reminded me of K-Dub, Horace, and Lamar, because, okay, Braxton Berrios, you, you coached him. He's a 4-3-7, guy, but he's smart, he runs great routes, and he's clutch. But then you got the richest kid on the backside who is technically the best receiver, so you can't double him. But now you got this kid out there running sub 4-3. So who are you going to double? And I forgot all about the tight end who is showing that he's a matchup nightmare. So when I look at a team now, the team, maybe the one team I think that could give us out of all the teams left, maybe it's Clemson because they have enough, I think, corners that maybe they could cover everybody. But nobody else in the country, I think, is deep enough at the corner position when we on our game offensively to stop us. I mean, this is a now, I, Let me tell you something, Kevin, and you're absolutely right. And I'm sitting here, and, and I'm just I'm reminiscing now. I'm going back to Horace Copeland, Lamar Thomas, Daryl Spencer. 
Oh, it's very similar. Let, let's just let, let's make the comparison now. Let's not wait. Horace Copeland, Armand Richards. I'm gonna go with Lamar Thomas. Say that. Lamar Thomas, Braxton Berrios. Now I'm gonna go with Lamar because Lamar was clutch. But Braxton Berrios has been clutch for the last few weeks. Now again, I'm not saying that Braxton Berrios is a Hall of Fame football player at the University of Miami. He is playing he, on his mind right now. He is. He's playing. Man, he, the kid is playing. He's having an, an amazing senior season. So now you put in and Jeff it, Thomas, Daryl Spencer. He's K-Dub. K-Dub. He is K-Dub. That's what he is without the punt returns, kick returns. But he's going to get his shot next year because Braxton will be gone. And then Coleman Bell, Chris Herndon. Hey, man, CB my dog, but, man, Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon is that dude, man. He's 255 pounds. He yes, can play H-back, tight end, and running back. I mean, and fullback. He can do it all. And he's got great hands. He's probably faster than Coleman Bell. With, yeah. with, with the hands. Got great hands. And I, I might say Coleman's hands are a little bit better. Because I thought Coleman had the best hands in the country. Bar none. Robertson, the tight end, didn't matter. But CB when you made, put all that CB other stuff together... When you put all that nah, other I stuff think, together, I'm, I'm going to give the nod to Chris Herndon. Then when you talk yeah, about no, offensive I, 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 line. Yeah. Well, we got we got the offensive line. I, I just can't see how they would have a Kelvin Harris, uh, Claude Jones, a Leon well, Cersei. I, 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 I would say this. Um, they are playing exceptionally well now. Um, uh, the, the right guard, the, the kid from uh, Central, Donaldson, the true freshman. Yeah. I watched him every week. I'm looking. I'm looking for weaknesses. He is a grown ass man. I mean, not just in the size, but in his game. He is. He doesn't really give up many pressures. He mauls people in the running game, and he got like he got real small calves, and he's athletic. Oh, he's, he's, he's athletic. Man. I mean, the kid, Kevin the kid, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. And here's the deal, Kevin. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go ahead and come on out and tell it. Yeah, I don't like taking credit. I'm, I'm a humble guy. But when you when you look at that football team, that's Al Golden's football team, with the exception of Thompson and a couple of other guys. And I'll tell you who well, the dark no, horse is on the offensive side of the ball. Travis Homer. Oh, for, the, for, for the most part, you're right. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like Mark had to come in and restock the, you know, the cupboard. There was Food in the pantry when he got there. Good food. Yeah. Excellent food. Yeah, real good so, food. We're talking filet mignon. Yeah. Lobster. But the one thing, and, and I think the elephant in the room, when you talk you about with Al, is that you go to the defensive side of the ball. I just oh, think that. wow. When you go to the defensive side of the ball, Sheldrick Red. That's our kid. Uh, Mike Pink. Johnson. Yeah. Mike Pinkney. Well, I, Shaq, I mean, I'll give, I'll give you the credit right out. now for the whole linebacking crew because, you know, I don't know if the people know. Well, the people probably don't know this, uh, but Hurley basically recruited our whole starting linebacking crew. Had to. Had to. And don't get me wrong. Some th- Those kids wanted to be they, – they are throwbacks. Man. Zach, Zach, Zach McLeod, Mike Pinkney, and Shaq Quartermain – they are Jesse Armstead, Darren Smith, and Mike Barron. That's what they are. 
That's who they are. Well, I had a I had a conversation this week with uh Michael Kerr, who is the daddy of uh Michael Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yes. And apparently Quarterman is Jackson's roommate. And so what's funny is Michael Kerr, those out there don't know this, played at Miami Jackson High and he went to Florida on a football scholarship, but he also played basketball. And he's six seven. And I played against him in, in the World League and in uh in the Real League and uh he played some Canadian league ball too early. So he was talking about, you know, um Quarterman watches all of the old games and he watches the documentaries and he's aware of what he's a part of, you know, him and and the, the, you know, you talk about the Pinkton kids. One of my one of one of my partners who used to be a fire marshal on South Beach knows the father, grew up with the father, and he said, Yeah, he was living in Jacksonville, but the father is I mean, the father, if you cut him right now, he's going to bleed orange and green. And he, like, from the time Pinckney was a young boy, has been dressed in hurricane stuff. So, like you say, they throwbacks. And then on, on top of that, Hurley, they wanted to be there. Like, you, you recruited them. But they wanted to be there. You didn't have to sell them on UM because they already wanted to be there. And And the thing I like about them kids is, they didn't look at like the situation where you, what you were going through and saying, "Well, yeah, I don't like I don't like the way the program is going." No, they said, "Look, we're going to bring the program back to where it was," and that's exactly. the type of kids exactly. needed your program. And, I mean, and that's what they did. And I'll tell you what, I had more fun recruiting those though, and actually it was for them because it was um, Pat Bethel as well. So the the four early enrollees, four out of the five early enrollees that enrolled into the University of Miami the year that we got let go were well, well, my recruits. But I'll tell you what, yeah. I had more fun recruiting those guys. Man, me and Mike Pinkney, and I still talk to Mike, I still talk to Shaq, still talk to all of them, Pat Bethel and Zach, but man, Mike Pinkney is a grown man. Mike Pinkney is an yeah. old soul. Mike, P- Mike Pinkney listens, listens to the Shy Lights, the Delphonics, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It made, I, you just you develop that type of relationship with that kid and the family, and they just made me feel like I was part of the family. And that's what you do in recruiting anyway. You know, you put those yeah. kids in a position where you know, I mean, they yeah, you know, they just wanted to be welcomed with open arms, and that's what we did. And I tell you what, man, I'm so proud of those dudes watching those well, you know dudes and how they play and how they represent the University of Miami. You know, they had a little well, thing with them. What I found interesting was they asked, uh, you know, Maria Taylor asked Mark Rick what he told his team at halftime of this game. And he said, I didn't have to say nothing. The players took over. The seniors. The seniors took over. And it's like, I'm going to tell you the one kid that I'm kind of proud of is uh, Chad. Because I have my doubts about Chad's dedication to the game because he is extremely talented as a musical uh, producer. And you know, I just I, I, there was a time I didn't know if, if a kid could 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 you know multitask this generation, right? But man, he has come back the last year and a half, and he has put his game face on, and he is playing lights out this year. Man, I Chad, mean, is, Chad is, is balling right now, and he's doing a great job putting these beats together. He just sold some of his beats, and um, we'll we'll talk about that some other time. But we got to take a break, Kelvin. We got to take a break. As soon as we get back, we're going to talk about these rankings. 
We're going to talk about what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Whoa. But anyway, let's take this break. Go pay some bills. And you'll be back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown in just a few seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. You are back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Hurley Brown and Kelvin Harris. We are sitting here doing our thing. And family, we are having a ball. So... Kelvin, we were talking about Chad Thomas and the University of Miami. Now, I'm going to say this, and then we're, we're going to move on. And you know, we, we, we talked about it before, a couple of weeks ago, with the Virginia Tech, uh, with the Virginia Tech game. So Malik Rozier goes out, and he throws three interceptions against Virginia Tech, and they still win the game. That, that game right there convinced me that the University of Miami is better than what people are giving them credit for. Um, and, and well, the fact that we overcame, and that's what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying, if, as long as he doesn't have the hiccups that he had that game, because, you know, the defense, like you said, they, they rose to the occasion, but, you know, the, the odds are not in your favor when you, when you, you do that on multiple occasions, but... Um, I looked at, when I was looking at the film of that game, I thought to myself, this is not going to be a close game if he shows up. And because they, they unlike Notre Dame, they had the personnel to play us man to man. Because Adonis Alexander, the cornerback that blew his hamstring, he's going to play in the league. He's 6'3. 
and the other cornerback is 6'2", and they both fast and athletic. And when they didn't match up with us, I said to myself, and then watching Notre Dame's corners, I was like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. Because Notre Dame has got a solid defense, a lot of upperclassmen, but they're not fast twitch guys with good hips. That's just not a good matchup for them. Now, I think Notre Dame is a quality team, and they'll probably run the table the rest of the way, but, you know, that just was a bad matchup for them. And then I kind of lost respect for that number 33. I mean, he tapped out on his team. Me personally, that's how I feel. I feel like he tapped out on his team. He got hit hard one good time, and then he on the bike. You know? Yeah, and, and that, that's, that's what you don't like to see. Again, man, it's already, especially coaching high school football, it's already tough enough to try and convince these kids to go out and play, play in and play out week in, week out, week in, week out. But I tell you what, man, I just I'm, I'm sitting back here looking at it now. You know, hindsight is 2020. I thought they would win the game versus Notre Dame. but I had no idea they would beat them the way that they beat them. Now, so here, here's these are the comments that are being made right now as we speak from commentators and haters, you know, I must say, around the country, that they love, you know, they love to hate on the U, and that's cool. Hey, what did Cat Williams say? If you don't have nobody to hate, feel free to hate on me. The team you love to hate, the University of Miami, them Hurricanes. So what they're trying to say now is, and the reason that the University of Miami is peaking at this time is because they had those weeks off for the hurricane. Didn't play two games. Postponed or canceled two games and took those two weeks off. Okay, and that's their excuse. But Kevin, I'm looking at it like this. Had Miami played, Miami was rusty when they came back from having those two weeks off. They were rusty. So could you imagine had had they played those two weeks, how good they would be at this point? Oh, so now instead of 41-8, they beat Notre Dame 60, 58, like like you beat them back in 1987? Well, you know, earlier I'll say this. Ryan McNeil, like, he's been saying this really for the last, like, when we were going through that stretch. He kind of brought that up. Uh, You know, he did bring it up. He said, look, we kind of like at a disadvantage right now because we two weeks behind everybody because of the hurricane. It's like, you know, when we was we we played a pretty good game against Toledo, but then you know that was at home, and then you went through that little stretch, and Duke wasn't bad, but you know it's just like you could tell that you know Malik Rozier, you know he was still trying to find his way, and I I mean honestly I think we are kind of peaking because you know we we was out of shape. I mean nobody even talks about that. Think about that, Hurley. You go through two days, you play a game. You you getting you getting your game win ready. You got you got your 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 your, your you know your, your 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 traditions down for each game, and then for fourteen days they take that away from you in the middle of the season. Now you got to come back and start all over again. Conditioning, exactly. practice yeah. habits. That's tough. But your, your timing is off, and it's not like Malik had a year of starting. Malik just I mean this is first year starting. And, and I'll tell you what, Kevin, Malik Rozier, and it's actually Rozier, it's not Rozier. Malik Rozier is an amazing story. 
Now, fam, I'm going to bring y'all that story one day. I just got, I'm, I'm, I, I got to get down there, and, and now that my season's over with, I got a little bit more time. I can go down to the University of Miami, Coral Gables, and hang out with the fellows. But his story is an amazing story. So for, and, and I was one of the guys that would go to Mobile, Alabama, along with Coach James Kobe, who's a wide receivers coach right now at the University of Georgia, who just got the brakes beat off him by the University of Auburn. So, but anyway, James, we'll talk about James Coley. But James Coley did an amazing job of bringing in both of those quarterbacks, Brad Kai and Malik Bogier. So, but I would go with James to do the home visits with Malik. And I would go because of my knowledge of the University of Miami. And you know, people thought I was, a pretty, uh, you know, I was a pretty good recruiter. But anyway, to learn the story, his, his, his mother's story, how he was brought up, and you know what he's endured, man. I, I'm not. I, I kept saying when they kept talking about a quarterback uh, competition, I'm saying to myself, then there's no competition. The best quarterback on campus right now is Malik Rozier. As a matter of fact, we used to have that conversation when we were at the University of Miami, and I used to try to convince James Coley, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, to play both of those kids. Brad Kite and Malik and do the exact same thing that they did at the University of Tennessee when they had Brett Schaefer and the Ainge kid. True, both true freshmen, but yeah. Schaefer from Deerfield Beach was more of a running quarterback. Runner. Yeah. yeah, he was a runner. That's Malik. But Malik has a darn good arm as well. He can run and throw the football. Brad Kyer is a is a um, prototypical passer. But I kept trying to convince James Coley then, man, play both of them. You know how hard it is, how difficult it is for an offensive, a defensive coordinator to prepare for both styles of quarterback? It's hard to do. But, again, I, I'm not surprised with Malik's success at all because I saw it a long time ago. I didn't know that they were roommates. Um, Angela... Brad's mom was telling me um, that Braxton, uh, Malik, and Brad were roommates, and the reason why they split up was because the house they was living in got condemned, and they had to move out and find a place to stay. You know, at short notice, and it wasn't they couldn't find a place together, so Brad ended up staying with the kicker. So, you know, go for game plans and everything. With, with with Brad, it's just that Malik kind of felt like he wasn't ever going to play. Yeah. And then, you know, Brad leaves and he gets his shot and he sank his jumpers. I mean, but again, you, you have to, this kid had to be mentally tough in order for him to endure everything that he's gone through at the University of Miami. And I'm not saying that he went through nothing bad. He just had to wait his turn. Malik actually played baseball for the University of Miami while he was there waiting his turn. But Well, actually, I think I think that's the key to his success. Like, and I brought this with, you know, uh, in the year, uh, me and Ron were going over a game. Listen, when you're a baseball player, if you're a great baseball player, you fail seven out of ten times. If you're a bad baseball player, you fail eight out of ten times. So your mentality is you have to learn how to deal with failure. And you've got to put failure in the back of your memory. So this kid, 
he goes through lapses, but he doesn't dwell on the lapses. He's got that clutch gene, um, and he keeps he keeps moving. But because he was in baseball, I think that's helped him a little bit as a quarterback because you you, you go up, you might have an 0 for 4 night where you strike out four times, but you got to come back the next night and play again. you got to find a way to get over that 0 for 4 because if it happens, if it keeps happening, you ain't playing. And so right. I think that's what, you know. And again, I, I appreciate your thoughts, but I think it's way deeper than that. But we're gonna get we're gonna get Malik Rogier and his mother on the oh. show, and we're gonna tell you why this kid is so mentally tough. It ain't got nothing to do with sports. It's his life. It's his upbringing. It's what he's had to endure as a child, and it has created a grown man. And again, I, I just think he's an amazing kid. You know, meeting him in high school, visiting with the family up in Mobile, Alabama, and to watch him over the last four years, it's just been it's been great. And again, I'm honored to to be able to say that I was able to be a part of that process. All right. But anyway, hey, we got to take a break now. Again, we're going to talk. We're going to hit when we get back from the break. We're going to hit these rankings real quick. Alabama, the U is coming, baby. Just like it was back in 1989. We're coming at you, Alabama. But we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to hit these rankings. Then we got to talk about my Cowboys. I cannot let a day go by. I cannot let another show go by, Kelvin, without talking about these Dallas Cowboys. Okay? Wow. So anyway, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
This is The Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, family, we're back. We are back. We're talking about the University of Miami. Now it's time to talk about these rankings. Okay, so now all of a sudden, the University of Miami goes from being ranked number eighth in the country to now the number two. One of only three undefeated teams still. Well, actually four. Four with Central Florida. Four with the University of Central Florida. But you kind of can't count them because it's not a Power Five conference, not a Power Five school. But they are undefeated. Scott Frost, you're doing an amazing job. And I tell you what, the Nebraska Corn Hustlers are going to be so happy to get you back. They ain't going to know what to do. But anyway, so now with these rankings, Kelvin, Alabama 1, University yeah. of Miami 2, them Hurricanes, Clemson 3, and then they got Wisconsin, who's one of the only other undefeated teams in the country, at 4. Now, that's the coaches' poll. The AP poll has Bama 1, Miami 2, Oklahoma 3, and Clemson 4. So, we're sitting back, and we're getting ready for these playoffs now, and now I started getting nut-cutting time. I'm going to tell you what happened to me this past weekend, and then we're going to continue this conversation. All right? Okay. Doing the radio for Butch Davis and the Golden Panthers. Butch Davis has done, is doing an amazing job with FIU. FIU going into this week, going into last weekend, six and two. Won four straight games, six and two. Getting ready to set the stage for a showdown with Florida Atlantic University, Lane Kiffin. Both coaches, first year at the schools. Butch getting back into it. Lane coming down from the University of Alabama. Lane taking over the play calling duties at midwife, probably a quarter way into the season, and FAU's been playing lights out. Butch Davis and the kids are really starting to learn each other. Kids are playing lights out. They go up and beat Marshall. They beat Tulane. They beat Charlotte. And you're sitting back and you're saying Old Dominion at three and six. It should be a cakewalk. But, oh, man, and, and we blew it, Kelvin. We blew it. So now, FAU had a big win this past weekend. FAU is now seven and two. FIU is six and three. It's still a, a, a Shula showdown, but the game doesn't carry the merit that it would have had both teams going in there seven and two. So it, it's still going to be a great game. We play, and we're going to love for everybody to be there. It's the Shula Bowl, Florida Atlantic University. New head coach Lane Kiffin, Florida International University, new head coach, my main man, Butch Davis. It's a showdown. Last week was a trap game. And I say all of that to say this. Virginia 
come to the University of Miami. After all the success that the University of Miami had these last nine games, is that a trap game, Vic? Yes and no. Um, I'm going to say it right now. We're not going to blow blow them out. I think it'll be competitive. We'll probably win by 10 to 17 points because I think there's going to be somewhat of a letdown from an emotional standpoint. But this is the team that beat us 48 nothing in the Orange Bowl. And a lot of the kids that are on that team are from South Florida. And if they have uh, no recollection of it, their parents, who are more than likely UM fans, still remember it. Like, that's one of the things that is never going to be forgotten. And Virginia is always going to be, you know, on the, on the revenge. Be a tough game. Always. Yeah. Virginia's always played us tough. Now, to be, to be honest with you, the trap game for me is pit because let's look at it. It's the day after Thanksgiving at Pittsburgh, the week before the ACC championship game in 20 degree weather. So if yeah, any yeah. game is, a, is, is, it could be a trap game. That would be, but Virginia, Virginia has some important pieces. The quarterback is from my hometown. He's from Cape Coral, you know, Lee County. Uh, he's not bad. Uh, they got a kid, Zacharias, who was a Swiss Army knife, uh, you know, slot guy, running back, wide receiver. They got some pass rushers. Uh, but they, I'm going to tell you something, Hurley, they are going through a letdown of their own because they, yeah, last, but, but, they but it, the Pittsburgh game, to me, yeah, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. And, and I think our Jimmy's are just so much far superior than their Joe's. I don't even think it's going to be close. I just I, think because of our team speed, and everything well, that, that they got going. And I'm telling you right now, them, them cats are peaking, man. These, yeah, these guys, well, we talk about the linebacker core. We talk about the linebacker core. We talk about arguably two of the best defensive linemen in the country. And yeah, then when you, you, when you add Gardner, when you add Gardner to the edge, you know, Demetrius Jackson is out, but you got Chad Thomas on one side. You got Gardner on the other side. Then you throw Pat Bethel in that mix. And now your secondary is just playing lights out. Jaquan Johnson is a superstar. My dude, my man, I love Jaquan. Jaquan is a star. He's starting to come into his own. And then his homeboy, his teammate, Sheldon Redwine. Woo! Man, what you talking about? But hey, look, man, I hate to cut you off, Kelvin. I got to cut you off on this one because we got to talk about the National Football League and them Dallas Cowboys. Now, we got somebody on, on that just joined us. And he's a National Football League kind of guy. He played with the Eagles for a long time. Now, Ray, I said this earlier, and I want you to confirm. And family, we are just joined by my mentor in this radio thing, that the man that helped put this all together, put the get down with Hurley Brown together, Ray Ellis. Ray, thank you for joining us, my man. How you doing? Where did he go? Ray. Kelvin, you scared Ray off. Why I tell you? Hey, you man, and that Metro PC. Even Ray don't want to talk about the Cowboys. Hey, I'm going to talk about the Cowboys. There he is. There he is, my man. That's America's team. On, How man? about them Cowboys? That's America's team. Yeah, oh, man. I tell you, on, I think America. Oh, Jerry down there, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess um, Jerry ain't feeling Roger right now, though. No, but, but Jerry made a mistake. Jerry, you did this. 
Yeah. And th- this well, is this know, is my shirt, right? And you can cut. I mean, again, we just we're getting down, okay? But here's my theory. All right. So now, instead of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys fighting to prolong this case and to push it back to get a continuance every time something happens, get an injunction so Ezekiel can play, man. Why we didn't just let the kid sit out the first six games of the season? Say, hey, look, it is what it is. He's suspended for six games. We're having for 10 games that when it really counts. Now we done lost him. Well, we lost him in the middle of the season when it counts most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that was a calculated risk that Jared decided to push those buttons and it backfired on him. Uh, I certainly think that uh, it was probably better to you know, for Zeke to be gone at the beginning of the season and come back with some extra energy and perhaps maybe help them get a push at the end of the season. Uh, after all, you know, a lot, a lot of people, you know, they may start off slow, but then at the end is when they're going to come on strong. And I think uh, it's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt them that they, they're going to miss him these next four games. Yeah, and not only do they, they lose him, but then they just lost their best be, uh, offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, the they left- lost the tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah, they lost. They- who they lose? Wait a minute, who they lose? Oh, they lost the offensive lineman. They the lost left tackle. Yeah. They lost yeah. left tackle. He lost another night against Atlanta. Oh, it's over. Oh, he was. Oh, oh no, he didn't even show up. He. I don't, even, I don't know if he made the. If he even made the trip. Uh, That's he, right. You're right. He did. Yeah, he I, did. I think it was determined before the game. Uh, uh, that was uh, Tehran Smith. Oh, there he's you go. He's the best left tackle in the league. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, he, but, but, but let me contemplate this to both of y'all. I agree with you, Ray. It was a calculated risk, but but but, his, but but listen to this, Ray. He knew that they weren't going to win this because the way the collective bargaining agreement is 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 set up, thanks to Demarius Smith, there's no way in the legal court of law that they could win the appeal. And Jerry knew this, so I don't understand why he was fighting this. I, I why, can, like I concur completely with that. The, the, the fact that they know that the judge was eventually going to get to the point and say to them that we're going to refer back to the collective bargaining agreement. And, and Jerry, you and the rest of the owners negotiated to give Roger the power and Demore Smith agreed to it. So it, 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 it was already written. It was written already. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, like you said, Let's think about the first six games. A team start. Let's just say the Cowboys would have started out worst case scenario two and four. I believe with him, they could have got on an eight to ten game winning streak and ended up eleven to five, ten to six, and in the playoffs. I think if anything else, he he already had an example of how it could possibly turn out, and all you had to do is look what the Patriots did without Tom Brady. Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna have to continue this conversation next week. Same place, same time, same bat channel on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Ray, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me, my brother. Hey, hey family, don't go nowhere because Ray Ellis Sports is next. It's time for the Get Down with Hurley Brown to get down and get up out of here. But, Ray, one last thought. Where's Ohio State? Why, <laughs> hey, hey, bro, hey, I want to know why it took you five years to get, to get back. Why it take you all five years? It actually took eight, but ain't nobody count. There you the go. Hey, but anyway, that's been our time. Ray Ellis, thank you so much, man. Love you. All right now, hey, bro. Love y'all too. Y'all be good. Stay tuned yeah. for Ray Ellis Sports next. We out of here. 
Same, uh, same channel, same bad time next week to get down with Hurley Brown. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.